The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Society Bites Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Richard Himmer, along with my bride, Sherry Himmer, and this is Authentically You, social interaction for the mind and soul. For the next 25 minutes, we talk about healing and growth from the inside out. Remember, you are 100% responsible for your happiness, joy, and well-being. Joy is a big focus of the holiday season, which is coming up. And with that, usually there's a lot of gatherings and family get-togethers. And sometimes, instead of joy, we feel stressed about that proposition of getting together with the family. In yeah, fact, so you're, you're now recounting our life, right? Well, it, that was a big issue, I know, for us. And so I heard from a newlywed couple um, recently, six months into their marriage, no children from previous marriages, young new couple. And they're now at that point where they're having discussions about, well, who are we going to go to for Thanksgiving? Mm. Who are we going to go to for Christmas? And the new bride says, you know, well, I really, quite frankly, find, honey, your family boring. (laughs) I really don't want to be in the room with any of them. So here we start that anxiety Mm -hmm. approach to the holidays. And, you know, the husband who's, you know, trying to mitigate all this is like, well, you so know. So he's the one stuck in the middle now. Well, and he's like, but when I go with your family, you know, nobody really talks to each other. You're off playing with your nieces and nephews. I know you have fun with that because, you know, at his house, there are no nieces and nephews. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, she has her fill at her family and and um, he still wants to be with his family. But now knowing that for his bride, it's not enjoyable. It's just simply right. boring. So he's stuck. So they're negotiating that dilemma. And I think a lot of people feel a degree of stress around the holidays because there's this expectation to go. And there's the expectation that it should be joyous. Ooh, yeah, that word is is interesting, too, by definition. You know, that really does sound a lot like um, our first Christmas, if you remember. 1982, we're in La Mesa, California. We have our Charlie Brown Christmas tree set up in our one-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, my family is, what, 45 minutes due north of us in Fallbrook. And we couldn't afford to return <clears throat> to Washington State for my family, so that wasn't the issue that right. year. That year. Right. That was. We had one choice, and, and if I remember right, I did not want to go to my family. I said, no, Sherry, let's, this is our family. This is our tradition. Let's just stay with you and me. And, and we don't want to go anything else. And you were not in harmony with what I wanted. Right. So what were you thinking? 
Well, for me, there was the expectation that Christmas was a large gathering uh-huh. and being with a group of people. And yeah, we were just married six months, similar to this other couple. And, you know, it was still the getting to know your family stage. And you had younger sisters and being that, you know, it was filling other family roles that, you know, would be something that I was looking forward to, but had no idea how Christmas was played out for your family. Well, that was one of the challenges I did. And so my paradigm was if we go to my family, I kind of had an idea of what to expect. And, And you were completely thinking about your family and what it would look like right. on your side. And I didn't see it that way at all. So we ended up going because that's what we ended up doing usually when you and I had a discourse. We just did what you wanted to do. But we went. We went. That's for sure. What was your take on the experience? Well, it wasn't like my family in that, yeah, there were people in the home. They we were kind of sharing space, but... You know, my mother decorated and she baked and she did all these things and that wasn't happening. And gravy was served out of a Tupperware measuring cup at your home versus... Which is what I completely expected. Right. Porcelain china at my home. And heated plates in your home and we were paper usually. So there were major contrasts, but it was different and different was okay, but it wasn't. I was a little bit shocked when I saw the aluminum foil tinsel... Oh, Christmas yeah. tree oh, with yeah. no decorations on it, but a floodlight that changed the color on it. And, yeah. you know, in 1982, I don't know, that was so modern and minimalistic approach that I don't know. It let's was let's go over two constructs here, which are really important. And yes. this is going to happen in every family, with every dynamic. And this is called expectation A yeah. and expectation B. So I was loaded with expectations, and you were loaded with expectations, but they were different. Completely different based upon paradigms. Yes. So my ideas of what was going on, I was predicting a certain type of result based upon past history. You were predicting a different kind of result. Right. So yours based on history is which expectation? Well, it's expectation A. History, expectation A is like a credit report. So yes. when I worked in the mortgage industry... I would pull someone's credit report. It gave me an idea of spending habits. Mm-hmm. And, and what the argument is inside the financial world is yesterday is a good predictor of tomorrow. Well, it's pretty a natural thing. You know, I kind of had an idea of what would happen in my family dynamics because I had lived through it. My take was that you were inserting your family dynamics into what it would be like in my family dynamics. So I had an expectation. It was a bit immaculate. It was a perception based a, a on <laughs> my my own idea of what Christmas should look like. And uh-huh. so when I got to your home and the decorations were not there and gravy was in a plastic bowl and not porcelain, it was disappointing. So I came from expectations B, an immaculate perception of how things should be, not based on a history with these people that were new to me. Your family was still new to me. Yep. So expectation B is your perception of how it should be. Right. And mine was A, is how it once was or how it's always been. right? Right. So what happens we have is we're both living in what's called psychological time. (laughs) I'm living in what was the past. You're living in... Your past, but what you're projecting into the or future. What, what I was projecting your family would be. So I knew it wouldn't be exactly like my mom. No, I knew that. But, but I was. You knew the feelings associated mm-hmm. with Christmas. 
And you knew the feelings associated with family at Christmas, and yours was normally a fairly large production. Yeah. Hours and hours laboring in the in the kitchen, getting it all ready, which brings up another challenge that we used to have because we never started on time, right? Because mm -hmm. the production was so huge. Right. And I would come in, I'm thinking, well, let's eat. And they go, oh, no, we've got hours yet to, to prepare the food. In my house, it was the quickest way, as fast as we could get it done. And everything was done, like Kmart blue light specials. So for me, my expectation being was not met. And um, that left me in a position of disappointment. And it that a disappointment like that can become a potential trigger. Mm, an right. emotional trigger for people sure. when they go into a family scenario that mm, this doesn't meet my expectation. Therefore, I'm, you know, set up. I've set myself up to be disappointed. And therefore, I might be in a point where I recognize I have a trigger coming. And that could even lead me to becoming flooded if I act out emotionally based on that trigger. If I would have gone into a rampage like, well, this is not, yeah, this is so disappointing. I, I know I didn't go there mm. back in 1982. I accepted what no, I saw. you were really great. I, okay, this is different. I, I but I could, have, I could have gotten triggered sure. to the point of crying, well, you, being you emotional, and feeling like, poor woe is me. This is not <laughs> the Christmas I hoped for when I married you. Where is the Christmas in my dreams? Right. The sugar plum fairies, right? right? Okay. And, and you actually let me do that because I was frustrated. And I if, I don't know if I said these words, but I certainly felt them. It was like, see, I told you so. This is not. Right. You know, you know I take a different role well, in my you, family. Well, what you did say was, why do we want to waste the gas driving to visit my family for Christmas? And I was like, but it's Christmas. We yeah. make sacrifices. We do these things because it's the holidays. So let's carry this a little bit further on the expectation A and B. And I've got a story I want to share, again, with my family to put it in perspective. Yeah. So this was some years ago. Um, I have uh, two sisters who um, are the the results of my mother and marrying Larry, Lawrence Himmer, the, who was killed in Vietnam. Right. Now, the one sister um, was a year old. 14 months old when he was killed in Vietnam and the other sister was in the womb right she was you know they seven never, eight months they never got to know never got dad to know. so um and they're both still living with mom and uh, I got a phone call one day from from Jennifer and she says so these um, are adult sisters adult sisters always living with mom yeah and taking care of her and, yep. and she, you know she's she's getting up there um, but the phone call was so interesting in that she's, she starts it out. She says, I'm going to kill your mother. Wow. And, and I thought, well, why, why is she my mom today? <laughs> and she goes, well, and then she proceeds to give me a so litany. our mother, yeah. your mother. So right. she gives me this story of what my mother has been doing. And there was nothing new in it. And so, you know, I had created expectation A and B when we were working in the addiction recovery program. And I thought, well, this would be interesting to walk through with her so she has an idea of what it looks like. So well, she was clearly triggered, wouldn't you say, when she called you? Maybe into flooding? I would, I would argue she was flooded. So, so let's, let's, yeah, that, that meaning that she was acting upon the emotional yeah. stimulus of being disappointed. A trigger is when your body says, hey, something's going on, like a bogey buster. Right. There is something going on and you're out of sorts or you're, you feel fear, you feel anxiety, you feel mm -hmm. stress, you feel like you're going to get, you know, worked up. You're getting pushed to a limit. Flooded 
is acting out. Right. Your fight or flight, freeze or faint. So typically fight or flight covers it. So she was in fight mode. She was, she had both boxing gloves off and she was coming at me in the center of the ring because I represented her mother or my mother. So she was letting me know what was wrong with the world. And we'll get into this in another segment, but she was going completely into victim mode yeah. while she was persecuting me. So this is what she said. She said, she's doing this, this, and this, X, Y, and Z. And so I asked, all right, tell me, has she ever done this before? She goes, yeah. I said, well, she been doing it very long? She goes, well, yeah, her whole life. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Does she do it just to you? So does she act this way just to you or does she do it to other people too? She goes, no, she does it to everyone. And how long has she been doing it to everyone? Forever. <laughs> I said, okay, so let me get this straight. Your mother at this time was like 72, 73 years old, maybe 74. Um, so she's been doing this as long as you know. So you're 40 something. She goes, yeah. So probably longer than that. Yeah, probably her whole life. Right. So this morning, what I understand is you woke up. You looked at your mother. Sorry. You looked at my mother and you decided today that she shouldn't be doing that behavior anymore. So you're going to give over your energy, lease back to her, all of your good, happy energy, because she's not acting the way you want her to act. My sister, to her credit, she goes, well, it sounds kind of silly when you put it that way. <laughs> says, well, it kind of is. That's what we do. So we'll get to this a little bit later, but I want to give us a quote of Einstein. Well, I was going to if we can before before the Einstein quote. Yeah. Where she was at in that moment, which expectation? Clearly, your mom had a history yeah, of this. Good but point all there. of a sudden, your sister had inserted this immaculate perception. So she went to expectation B, right? Yeah. That this should be different today because, well, granted, maybe the what the behavior isn't right. Oh, by the way, that's a good point. And we, if we don't get to Einstein, that's cool. But expectation B is a perception. Expectation A is the history. And in the perception, you're always looking to the future. In the perception, it's a premeditated resentment. It's almost like yeah. she pre-planned getting flooded by her mother's behavior so when we bring back I like to, that a premeditated resentment yeah yeah and and did i not do that for years with the family is this couple not getting themselves prepared for one or the other either they can get premeditated acceptance or premeditated resistance to family functions based upon their history well in their history six months of marriage is going to be pretty short well hopefully it's clean enough that they're not coming in the challenge is they both come into the story with their own experiences from their own families so you projected into our family's christmas how it would go based upon your experience exactly and that's what i was bringing to that experience was is food mm. that acronym food my family of origins. But yours weren't dif dysfunctional per se. Well, mine, I felt mine were. Well, making a grand production and not being yeah. on time is a form of dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's a different <laughs> brand of dysfunction. But tell us about that acronym FOOD. Okay, so FOOD stands for family right? of 
origin dysfunctions. We all have our own food. I brought my food into the story. You brought your food into the story. Now, at the time, neither of us would have looked at that as a dysfunction. I clearly did not. That's just the way it was. Our foods framed our expectations, A or B. That is true. And that's what's happening with Jennifer. So she, yeah, so she looked at my mother and said, this is the way it's always been. But today, now I'm really going to get flooded over her behavior. The idea is that she, she absolutely gave away any kind of agency or the ability to make a good decision about her mood that day. Well, she handed it over. And that's what happens when we're flooded. We basically lose all rational perspective. Mm, We sure do. And let's let's talk about things that will trigger uh, potential in family moments. What might trigger you? So we want to give another acronym. And, you know, we've got the food family of origin dysfunctions. But there's another one to be mindful of. And this is going to be true for anybody going into a family situation, whether it be in the holidays or not. And that acronym is called BLASTED. So it's B-L-A-S-T-H-D. We're going to cover what that means as we go through this one, but this is what we need to understand. As we work through family dynamics or work dynamics, if we're not mindful of what triggers us, we literally give away, we leak that energy everywhere we go. And people will feel that. You can just sense someone walking into the room who's having a bad day or who's really angry. On the contrary, you can really sense someone walking in in a good mood. So this is, this is really applicable to me in your family when we first started mm-hmm. doing this. B stands for bored. So you had mentioned that this initial couple. The new bride. She's yeah, expecting she's, boring when she goes to Christmas. That's been her experience, mm-hmm. right? So she's already projecting that it's going to be boring based upon an experience right. that she had already had at one point in time. So bored. It's a trigger potential. Yes. L. Lonely. Okay. That's kind of what I felt like moving into that space because I I couldn't talk to anyone. Well, and if the space doesn't feel safe, that alone can make somebody feel lonely. You could be around, have a lot of people around you. And And still feel lonely. I've seen this with couples, you know, where the one one mate or the one couple um, spouse doesn't get along with everyone else. There's nothing in common. I love to talk about politics and I love talking about sports. And I love talking about, you know, religious type things, right? I was told that I couldn't. So I felt lonely in that space. So not only was I bored, but I was lonely. Right. And if you remember, some of my behavior wasn't exactly admirable. So I would then isolate from the family. Okay, so A. So we have B and L. Now A, angry. What if you come already predisposed to get angry because you have an expectation? You know, you're in psychological time. You're projecting tomorrow based on yesterday. So you got stress and anxiety going on at the same time. Right. And that anger could come from um, a specific expectation. But some people have a global expectation about this is the way things should be everywhere. Yeah. And then that kind of creates a chip on the shoulder type attitude. So you've got blasted or we've got bored, lonely, angry, mm-hmm. S, stress. Stressed. What's recently been happening? Wow, we got, so, we got an epidemic, and they're saying that stress is one of the main 
contributors to this uh, chronic illness crisis that we're kind of going right. through. And there's always the list of stressors, recent moves, deaths in the family or close, you know, loved ones or, um, you know, other discord in people's yeah. life. There could be stress just walking in if you've got kind of a, a member of the family who doesn't treat you very well. Um, or the stress of just uh, a new spouse coming into the family, not knowing how she'll be or he'll be accepted or not accepted. Right. So being aware that does this potential joyous occasion, hopefully joyous occasion, actually cause a stressor? Yeah. And, and that's something to be mindful of. What about your partner? Are you mindful that maybe they're not as comfortable in that dynamic? What can you do to mitigate that? Right. Even reaching out and connecting with your spouse and saying, look, I know this is going to be challenging. What can we do to you know, pre-plan a positive experience? Right. And that, that's going to lead us to things that we're going to work on right. later. But let's finish this. We're at blast. So it's tea, the tired. Tired. Fatigue. Simply lack of sleep. All right. And, you know, we're going to do a, a case study later on in this one. But the idea is that if you're working a lot or, you know, maybe a newborn, a mother with a newborn. Sleep deprived new sleep parents. Sleep deprived. <laughs> you know, and you're going into family new dynamics. Parents know what that feels like. You know, you need to be mindful. Do you yeah. really want to stay six hours? Do you want to stay eight hours? Right. Or do you just want to come in and stay for a couple of hours? You know, be nice to everyone, be cordial and civil, but have a boundary. Right. And for others to be aware that that anyone coming into that family gathering might have one of these triggers. So tired is yeah. one we all feel. It's the, common. What we're doing now is, is we're talking about self-awareness. Yes, we being, are expanding our wellness. Being mindful of what's going on in that space. Mm -hmm. Instead of always being innerly focused, what's going on in my space and the world owes me, that's a great way to walk in and get triggered and then flooded. Okay, what about the H? Uh, this is this is a real. This one hits one. home, doesn't yeah. it? Hungry. Hungry. And when you came to my family yeah. gatherings and our dinner was an hour late because it was going to be grand and served on yeah. China, that yeah. that and alone it, could do it. And I'll so, say, it, an that, hour late would have been good. Now this this <laughs> is an easy mitigation for the hunger in blasted, and that is that when you I found that when I go to a, a gathering of any sort and I know food's going to be served to a large group of family. People, if I just eat a little snack before I go and don't overeat when I'm there, then my blood sugar levels stay even and I don't get that particular yeah, trigger. Because you were pre-planning. Well. You were in clock time. But only because it is very hard when you go hungry and then it's late and then maybe there's not enough food or the food doesn't suit you. But I'd argue, Sherry, that what you had done in that space is you had moved into acceptance. Right. I that, started to find a way out. And I did not. So at the initial stage, when we'd go to your family and I'd be so hungry, what would happen is I would not pre-plan and I'd fully expect them to have that food ready. And when they weren't, then I was justified in my behavior. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I was moving Oh, in. sure. So let's do the last one. D, depressed. Tough one. So when you're depressed, you're already rocking in and it's already going downhill quickly. So the trigger may not have already happened. It may have already been there and you're already moving into, okay, now you're going to completely flood. Right. And you're going to be that way. So it sounds like we kind of 
posed a whole nest of not happy circumstances that happen around the holidays. But a lot of this explains why there is an increase of actual depression over the holidays. These expectations, whether they come from history or an immaculate perception like expectation B. We're going to be able to talk about next time some ways to get us out of this blasted state and how to deal with our food, our family of origin, dysfunction, and and really become find some solutions that will work for these potential gatherings around the holidays. So because we're almost out of time, we're going to be wrapping this up. Let's review real quick what we've got. So we first started talking about expectation A and expectation B. I'm sorry, my wife can't drink her tea this morning. <laughs> um, so expectation A, we're living in past history. Expectation B, we're projecting our immaculate perception on the space. We want them to behave the way we want them to behave based upon our paradigms, right? Mm-hmm. And then we did the acronym of BLASTED. So it's bored, lonely, angry, stressed, tired, and hungry, hungry, which is my, my big one, and then depressed. depressed. And then we talked about food, your family of origins dysfunction. And that's going to be very mindful. So we'll talk a little bit about how to start being aware of that, paying attention to those, and using that as a way to mitigate, kind of like a trigger buster, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mitigate, which is what you started doing earlier, pre-planning, moving into the the family get-togethers this holiday season. So you don't have to go down that road and get flooded. You can make that. A really pleasant experience and increase some joy so next time what we're going to do is we're going to bring up a little bit about incivility inside the family every family's got a family bully every family's got someone who's just uncivil and doesn't treat everyone really kindly so we'll be able to pick that up oh yeah those toxic tangles that happen we can handle them so if you have any questions um, feel free to email us you can email us at coach at himmercenter.com or visit the website himmercenter.com we really appreciate you listening to us today Um, this is uh, the Himmers on Authentically You on Society Bites Radio today and we'll look forward to visiting with you on our next podcast be well Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial but realize halfway contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details.